This is ARN. Decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts. This is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. I am your squirrel, the host, coming to you from the ARN studios, high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods. Good to have you with us. It is Thursday, the 27th day of July, 2023. Hope you're having a great week so far. We got a couple days left in the work week, and then we are into the weekend, and I'm looking forward to church. Um... I will be preaching in Ovando, Montana this week. So if you are in the Ovando, Clearwater, Sealy Lake, Helmville area, we'd love to have you come out and say hi. Let's, let's pack that place. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a fun, fun Sunday. Um, and, and I'm really looking forward to getting back to my home church. <laughs> Being gone two weeks in a row is kind of, is, is tough. Um, I'm missing everybody and, and, uh, I've got to catch up on a couple of sermons so that I'm, uh, up to speed when, uh, pastor continues his, uh, his series on first Corinthians. So I got to get, got to jump in there and, and do that. Oh yeah. All sorts of stuff going on. Let's see. This is Squirrel Chatter, a podcast dedicated to scripture, theology, history, current events, and whatever else I want to talk about. We webcast at 7.30 a.m. Mountain on Twitter, Facebook, and Rumble, and then the podcast is available for download wherever you find fine podcasts. Squirrel Chatter is a proud member of the Christian Podcast Community. Head on over to ChristianPodcastCommunity.com. Check out all the great curated podcasts that are over there. Check out this week's episode of Quest for Truth because I am the guest. So there's that. All right. Um, gosh, I'm looking forward to tonight. Um, going to make a little road trip over to Idaho and see the new, um, the essential church documentary that Grace Church has put out. It is, it'll be playing in Coeur d'Alene this weekend and it, opens tonight and Mrs. Squirrel and I have tickets and are very much looking forward to it. So that's, uh, that's my plan for the afternoon evening. And, uh, just so as a programming note, a, we're going to get back late. <laughs> so I may feel a little groggy tomorrow, but I promise I will try to be here and we're not going to do Federalist Friday tomorrow. We're going to do a, uh, a review of the film. So I'll let you know what I thought and, uh, and all of that. I'm excited to go see it. Um, unlike many of my friends, I was not given the opportunity to see an early release. I was not invited to any of the premier stuff, regardless of how many friends I have at Grace Church. They just never offered me the opportunity. So, you know, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so I, I can't really say go see it. Uh, cause I haven't seen it, but go see it. Cause I know the people that made it. 
and uh, the story is pretty compelling. And uh, what I have have seen and heard, um, Monday's Grace to You this week was uh, Phil Johnson interviewing John MacArthur about the movie. That's a, a good thing to, to check out. Um, Jenna Ellis uh, interviewed yesterday either the director or the producer. I'm not sure. Uh, one of the people involved in the production of it, one of the people from Grace. It is a Grace Church production. It's done by Grace Church. The It's not, you know, outsourced. It's not done by, you know, some some other production company. It's actually done in-house at Grace Church because um, there's just some incredibly talented people there. But uh, the, the uh, um, I have not watched that interview that Jenna Ellis did yesterday. That is on my list of things to do, and I might do that this morning before we depart this afternoon to go to Coeur d'Alene and watch the movie. Um, I'm looking forward to that. So actually this evening, Coeur d'Alene is an hour behind us. <laughs> as soon as you hit the state line, we're 50 miles from the state line. And as soon as you hit the state line, you're an hour earlier <laughs> because we're on mountain time and Idaho is on Pacific time. So as soon as I cross that state line, I'm in a different time zone. And so it, it, it messes me up. You would think, you know, it's only an hour. How do you, how hard is it to figure that? And I used to drive truck. I used to figure delivery times and stuff in different time zones all the time. But boy, anymore, it's just like that one hour throws me off. It's like, what time do we need to leave the house so we can get there in time to have dinner and go to the theater? Uh, yeah, but, oh, it'll be sometime in the middle of the afternoon. But I'm looking forward to seeing it, and I will give you a full report tomorrow on what I think of the film. Um, I will be taking my, my notebook and I will jot down notes. Um, I've got my got my little pocket notebook that goes with me just about everywhere, and I will I will make notes and 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 bring them to the to the show here tomorrow, and we will have discussion on what I wrote down. But uh, I'm looking forward to that. So that'll be tomorrow's podcast. No Federalist Friday tomorrow. We're going to be talking about. The Essential Church. All right, but what do we got coming up today? Today we have prayers from the Book of Common Prayer. We have a reading from John MacArthur's Daily Readings from the Life of Christ. And it's Theology Thursday. Excuse me. We are starting a new chapter. We're continuing to go through the 1689 London Baptist Confession. Today we are looking at chapter 17 of the Perseverance of the Saints. And today's going to be an overview, and then next week we'll start breaking it down, um, which will be, because we're only doing an overview, it's only three paragraphs, and normally I would do probably the first paragraph today and the second the second and third next week, but because I've got a lot to do today, <laughs> we're only going to do an overview, and then we will uh, we'll break it down next week, and may or may not get it all done next week, probably won't. But, hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles. All right. Let us begin, as is our practice, with the prayer of confession from the 2019 Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful Father, 
We have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Grant to your faithful people, merciful Lord, pardon and peace, that we may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, now our reading from John MacArthur's Daily Readings from the Life of Christ. Our devotional today is entitled, Jesus on Murder, Contrast to the Rabbis. You have heard that the ancients were told, you shall not commit murder, and whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. Matthew 5, 21 and 22a. Dr. MacArthur writes, with just two sentences, Jesus shatters the rabbinic view of murder, which was so complacently self-righteous. Because of their externalism and legalism, the Jews had an inflated view of themselves, but Jesus destroyed that thinking with the declaration that a person guilty of anger, hatred, cursing, or defamation against another is guilty of murder and worthy of a murderer's punishment. All anger, hatred, etc. is incipient murder. As the Apostle John writes, Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, 1 John 3.15a. By that biblical standard, we are all guilty of murder. After all, who has not hated someone at one time or another? Not only does Jesus here sweep away the rubbish of the rabbinic traditional view of murder, his total indictment blasts away any notion of self-justification so common to everyone. The way the Jews thought in Jesus' time is identical to people's prevalent thinking today. Even believers can feel proud that they are not like other people, swindlers, unjust, adulterers, Luke 18.11. And we could add murderers. Jesus in that parable and in that, this passage says we are all potentially capable of the worst sins, even murder, because of the sometimes evil attitudes of our hearts. Not to consider the state of your heart and confess thoughts of anger and hatred which can lead to taking someone's life is not to consider that the Lord can hold you guilty of murder. Ask yourself, what benefit is found in knowing that you and I are capable of the most heinous crimes imaginable? Does recognizing this starting, startling piece of information have an effect on your relationship with God and your resultant manner of living? Good thinking this morning from Dr. MacArthur. I'm, I, I enjoy these, these thought-provoking um, devotionals every morning. I, I hope you do too. Now, I am going to take a very short break because my nose is running. Kleenex are buried, so I had to unbury my Kleenex. Got my box now. I'm going to take the camera down 
and then I will be back in just a moment. Of course there's bad churches. Um, then go find a good one. And if you have to drive to get to it, then it's worth the drive, I would say. You know? So get in your car and go. I mean, how bad do you want it? I mean, how important is the truth to you? I apologize for that. I am back. All right. Theology Thursday. We are starting a new chapter today. And like I said, today's just going to be an overview. It is chapter 17 of the 1689. The title of the chapter is Of the Perseverance of the Saints. This is the P in TULIP. There are three paragraphs. I'm just going to read them this morning, maybe make a few comments, and we will begin to break it down next week. So you get to sit on it this week. All right, paragraph one. Those whom God has accepted in the beloved, effectually called and sanctified by his Spirit, and given the precious faith of his elect unto, can neither totally nor finally fall from the state of grace, but shall certainly persevere therein to the end, and be eternally saved, seeing the gifts and callings of God are without repentance, from which source he still begets and nourishes in them faith, repentance, love, joy, hope, and all the graces of the Spirit unto immortality. And though many storms and floods arise and beat against them, yet they shall never be able to take them off that foundation and rock by which, which by faith they are fastened upon. Notwithstanding, through unbelief in the temptations of Satan, the sensible sight of the light and the love of God may for a time be clouded and obscured from them, yet he is still the same, and they shall be sure to be kept by the power of God unto salvation, where they shall enjoy their purchased possession, they being engraved upon the palm of his hands and their names having been written in the book of life from all eternity. Paragraph 2. This perseverance of the saints depends not upon their own free will, but upon the immutability of the decree of election, flowing from the free and unchangeable love of God the Father, upon the efficacy of the merit and intercession of Jesus Christ and union with him. The oath of God, the abiding of his Spirit, and the seed of God within them, and the nature of the covenant of grace— from all which ariseth also the certainty and infallibility thereof. And though they may, through the temptation of Satan and of the world, of the, world the prevalency of corruption remaining in them and the neglect of means of their per, per, preservation, excuse me, the neglect of means of their preservation fall into grievous sins and for a time continue therein, whereby they incur God's displeasure and grieve his Holy Spirit, come to have their graces and comforts impaired, have their hearts hardened and their consciences wounded, hurt and scandalize others, and bring temporal judgments upon themselves. Yet shall they renew their repentance and be preserved through faith in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus to the end. So that is the chapter on the perseverance of the saints. In a nutshell, it's saying that since salvation is all of God, God saves those whom he saves. And those whom he saves will be saved. 
they will not permanently fall away. Those who do permanently fall away indicate by that that they were never saved. Um, but those who have been saved may drift off into sin, but they will come back because God is the one who keeps them. And uh, we will begin to break that down next week and look at these paragraphs in detail. Um, it is an important, um, very important doctrine. It's important to understand. I might even pull out my uh, my uh, um, copy of the Canons of Dort and talk a little bit about what they said about this at Dort. Um, the Canons of the Synod of Dort are very important in the life of the church, and they are they are hardly ever ever studied. Um, most Christians have never read them. Most Calvinists have never read them. So I would encourage you, they're online. Um, the language is kind of thick. Maybe, maybe that might be a good place to go after we finish the 1689, is to go through the canons of the Synod of Dort. That might be a good... Don't make a note of that. <laughs> I, I, I've had several ideas of, of what confession of faith I want to go through next. But, you know, going through something like the Canons of Dort just might be... Because it is something that, that few, even Calvinists, few Calvinists have read. Um, few pastors have read it. It's not studied. It's not, you know... I'm sure a church history class touches on it. I haven't taken that period of church history yet formally at a seminary. I'm sure a class would touch on it, and but it wouldn't be a detailed look at it. And so I think we'll, we'll do that. The, the canons of the Synod of Dort will be our topic for Theology Thursday after we complete our walkthrough of the 1689 but I may bring a little bit of it in next week just so we can talk about the perseverance of the saints. So, all right. It's going to be a short show today. Let's now recite our faith in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now the collect for the eighth Sunday after Pentecost. O oh God, you declare your almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Grant us the fullness of your grace, that we, running to obtain your promises, may become partakers of your heavenly treasure, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Now the colic for guidance. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, 
that in all the cares and occupations of our life, we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now the colic for the unrepentant. Merciful God, you desire not the death of sinners, but rather that they should turn to you and live. And through your only Son, you have revealed yourself as the God who pardons iniquity. Have mercy on the unrepentant and those who do not believe. Awaken in them by your word and Holy Spirit a deep sense of their sinfulness and peril. Take from them all ignorance, hardness of heart, and contempt of your word. Grant them to know and feel that there is no other name under heaven given among men by which they must be saved, but only the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so bring them home and number them among your children, that they may be yours forever, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. All right, that is Squirrel Chatter for this Thursday morning. As I said, it is a, a shorter episode. We've only been on the air here for about 20 minutes. But I've got a busy day ahead and uh, some stuff to do before driving over to Idaho to go see that movie. I will bring a report tomorrow in, in uh, what I thought about it. And uh, from everything I have heard so far, I imagine my report will be glowing. Um, I have some very dear friends who have already seen it, and they are all raving about it. And um, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, the the images from the the actual premiere of the movie uh, that they did at Grace Church, they set up a huge digital. You know, basically, a you know one of those scoreboard screens, <laughs> but a, a a high def, you know, giant high def LED television across the platform where the orchestra normally sits, giving John just a few feet of space between the screen and the pulpit, and uh, that is where they premiered the movie for. Uh, an audience of Grace Church members and guests. And so, I, I, since I have a lot of friends at Grace Church, I know a lot of people who have already seen it. Um, I also, they have done some pre-screenings at churches around the nation that uh, got on the list. And uh, so, I mean, it was, it, Tom Buck showed it at his church, and there's some other churches that have showed it already. Um, so, you know, there's that. I don't know if they showed it over at Kootenai. You know, if they did, I should have heard about it because they send, I get an email. Uh, this is Jim Osmond's church over in Kootenai, Idaho. Um, and I'm on his email list, so I, I keep track of things going on at his church. And I don't know if they showed the essential church there. He may not have been on the list either. But, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that, and I will tell you all about it tomorrow. Until then, do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. We'll see you again here tomorrow for another episode of Squirrel Chatter. Take care. God bless. Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster.